Ladies and gentlemen, every other Tuesday on the Journey into Comics Network, it's poor news with the late breaking news when it matters most. The following, the following, the following. The following. Journey, into comic. journey into Comics. Journey into Comics. Journey into Comics. Journey into Comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey Into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Journey Into Comics. It's Journey Into Comics 213. I am your host, Nate. Hope everybody is doing fantastic today. Now, let me tell you guys something. It's been a while. I was gone last week. I took a vacation, as it were, and only showed up on the network once, uh, which I guess is kind of like uh, my way of taking a little bit of time away to reflect on this past year. So as you guys are listening to this on a release date, it's uh, October 15th, and tomorrow, when Poor News Episode 5 drops, will have been one year where every single day, 365 days in a row, we released an episode on Journey into Comics Network. Uh, Now, when we started the network, that wasn't my plan. Once we started kind of blossoming and getting a bunch of other shows under our belt, uh, it kind of evolved into this plan. And really, it came down to, can we just do it a year? Is Do we have the drive to go for a year? Yeah. We do, and we did, and everybody who was involved is getting a thank you right now. And it's, uh, I'm not trying to like sit here and again reflect or anything, but you got to think about first and foremost the guy who started it with me, guys, Brando. You know, mad love to him. Uh, 365 days of Journey into Comics Network releasing content largely was also a part of him doing what he did to help. Uh, make the network what it is. Uh, shout out to Dick and Tyler from Podcastrophy and everything that they do. And ha- having put 58 episodes forward, you know, on the Journey into Comics Network, and it's incredible, you know. And you look at uh, Andrew Poor, did Poor News, or he did Poor, uh, the Poor Rapport for 50 episodes straight, and then switched up and now has two different shows. Poor news, poor entertainment that he's been rocking out ever since. My partner in crime, and I love her with every ounce of who I am, Miss Veronica Evans. That woman behind the scenes is maybe the biggest backbone to the Journey into Comics Network. When things go wrong, when uh, people don't come through, when people... uh, do things that you're not expecting. I always could turn to Veronica and she would <clears throat> give me a lot of advice and like, this is how we should handle this and this is how we move forward and this is what we're going to do. You know, and this, you know, and honestly the same can be said for Sarah as, as well. I mean, one and the same, they, they both are the, the voices of reason. You know, they tell me, look, like, <clears throat> this is what's going to happen. The worst or whatever, you know, whatever the situation is, they are there to keep me level and keep me grounded. And um, they've also put a lot of hard work into this network. 
from Veronica being a part of Foodies Watching Movies and doing wow, wow, nearly 30 episodes together her and I have done. Uh, Sarah being on many different episodes, the pilot episode of The Voice of Survival, episodes of Podcastrophy, Game Addicts Podcast. Uh, you know, Sarah's been, Foodies Watching Movies, Brews with Babes, she's done them all. You know, Sarah's been a part of many of the shows on the network, and I got to thank her because she told me to do this shit in the beginning, you know, before I was even podcasting, so love to her. I'm just, like, going on this, like, quick little, like, love letter to everybody. Uh, Obviously, we have to shout out people like, oh, and also mention AP is also a member of Foodies and has also been a part of that journey with us together. Uh, shout out to Miss Lauren, who was a part of Foodies Watching Movies and did all of season two with us. Um, gotta send love over to uh, Chris Plant and Ashley, who have just done nothing but just kick so much ass on Kids for Sale and put together a really fun and interesting show. Shout out to Liz, AP's wife, also a co-host of Adulting Ain't Easy, another show that AP does. Look at all the work that AP does. I want to make sure to mention that AP does a lot more work than I think people give him credit for. He running the shows he runs and trying to be timely and trying to be mindful and juggling everything he juggles to keep uh, everything balanced. Uh, it, it takes tenacity. So sh- extra, extra shout-outs to AP for just a second there. Uh, I want to say, I'm trying to think, oh, Nick Maxson, obviously, Brews with Dudes, what a badass show, 50 episodes strong, whipping ass, I mean, doing a lot of great stuff in the community, and really rallying people around, checking out craft beers and, and the future and whatnot. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting a show or something or a person, so I'm just like Rolodexing in my head the people that I want to like say thank you for helping 365 days of journey into comics network that's crazy one year we didn't miss a day of programming and i think uh really i think that was just tenacity on my behalf i wanted to see if we could do it and we achieved it and now it's like let's see if we can keep it on for another year and maybe we'll go for two who knows we do have some really cool shows coming down the line we have some new shows debuting in january folks we're in october now so we're only about two months away it's okay to tease We do have new shows coming. We do have old shows coming back. We do have other shows that are going to be taking seasonal breaks. Uh, We're going to try to keep doing this every six-month rotation thing on the Journey into Comics Network, so you're going to keep it fresh, you know? I don't want you guys to get worn on on any one particular show. Uh, Some shows are going to run all year. Journey into Comics, shout out, because that's my show. That's what i got to fucking do, you know? That's the best I can do is to be like, hey... I'm running this shit every Monday because it's what I've been doing for, in January it will be five years. That's another crazy thing. It's wild. It's just, I'm a numbers guy, so the numbers just blow my mind. So you guys are probably wondering, like, what the fuck's I, what Nate, what has Nate been up to as of late? That was a little bit of a tongue twister there. Uh, You know, really, not a whole hell of a lot. I got, like I said, I got to take a little breather. Thank you so much to Dick and Tyler for being the fucking best dudes and covering for me last week. They reached out to me when the the girls and I were in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and Dick said, hey, man, you just say the word, but if you want a week off, just let us know we got you. And they got me, and it was great. 212 was a fun episode to listen to, and uh, I, uh, you know, don't really want to critique it because there's nothing to critique. It was great. Fucking listen to it. 
you should check it out, as you should check out every episode of our network. Because you should be a fan of all the shows. If you're not, though, that's okay. We like you anyways. We want you to be a fan of at least one show. Uh, and hopefully you find that show on the network. So what have I been up to lately? Um, let's get down to it. This past weekend was a busy weekend for me. Because I was aficionating. That didn't come out as nice as it sounded in my head. But I'm going with it. I was aficionating. Because the pod daddy, as Dick will call him, uh was the officiant, the ordained, as it were, of Dick and Miranda's wedding. And you guys can see that on the Journey into Comics uh, Facebook. I know it's been shared there because it was live-streamed. It was really, let's, oh man, I don't even know where to really begin. So, okay, I guess take us back a few months. I got a text, a few months ago I got a text from Dick that was like, hey man, um... I need you to do me a favor, and I was like, what was the favor? And he was like, get ordained, and I was like, holy shit, that's like kind of a legit favor. Okay, let me look into it, so I look into it. And all you do is you sign up online. Boom, I'm certified. So technically, I exist in the world as an ordained minister. I can perform ordained tasks, different events and whatnot, right? So that happened in like August, I think, maybe it was September, I can't remember. And Dick was like, 2019, bro, that's when we're going to do the wedding. So thank you for being ahead of the game and doing that. So we, uh, you know, we find out recently, a couple, like three or four weeks ago, Dick sends me a text. Hey, man, what are you doing October 13th? And I was like, well, we might have a show, but there's been some other shit that's kind of gone down. So we might not have a show that night, actually. It's very possible we will not be playing that night. And Dick was like, good, because that's when the wedding is. And I was like, holy shit. And that night was October 13th, this past weekend, this past Saturday. So I was like, all right, cool. So leading up on like Thursday of the week prior, it would have been when Podcastrophy, let's see, 57 would have come out. I ordered the thing the little certificate and it's still not here (laughs) so like here's the deal we have 30 days to get it to the courthouse and to the typical new county and and the papers and whatnot i just don't want to dilly dally on it so it's like bear it's been stressing me out extra hard that it didn't come in on time and hopefully it didn't stress them out at all that that was the case but even when we were looking over all the paperwork and all the documentation it didn't seem like i even needed to have that so the first step is going to be to hopefully, when I'm listening to this playback on Monday, I'm like, oh shit, that thing came in. Yeah, it did. No. Let's let's hope for the best. So, because I don't trust USPS. We, that's a whole other podcast. So that's a whole other, a whole other thing. <clears throat> Anyways, so go down to Lafayette on Friday night. Sarah's providing the music for Dick and Miranda's wedding. I'm providing the officiating abilities, okay? I've got all my plans at the house, and typically you don't, with an actual rehearsal, you don't want to, like, verbally, word for word, repeat all the shit you're going to do the day of because it takes the specialness out of the moment, you know? That's at least my opinion. So I didn't, like, officially read anything off till day of. We go down Friday night. 
We do the rehearsal. We've got to turn around, drive back, pick V up from work, come home, sleep, get up the next day. Sarah teaches a couple lessons. We get on the road. We head back to Lafayette. We're all dolled up real nice. We get there. We're a little bit later than I would have liked to have been. Yet again, it's like, motherfuck. I hate that that there's so much distance between us is really what it comes down to. Like, my friends are down in Lafayette, and my friends are up above me north, and my friends are south and left and right and east and west and everywhere around me. And there's only a few of them, a handful of friends that are local to my location. And I don't even get to see them all that much. So it's like, it's fucking hard, man. But, so get to the wedding, we get Sarah set up on the piano, and I'm starting to get a little bit of the nerves, but not really. It's only like, I'm really what I feel like I was, was happening was I was picking up everyone's nervous energy around me. I could feel Miranda was a little nervous. I could feel Dick was a little nervous when I was talking to him. He did a great job of like maintaining composure and chill, but there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot at play on the day of a wedding, and if the moment didn't get to him at all, I would think that he has zero fucking emotions. And I don't think Dick is that person at all, you know? So we had rehearsed this. It was time, you know. I got to, you know, hang out and talk to Tyler the night before, too, so it was cool because Tyler's part of the wedding party, so it was, like, all great and fun and, and awesome, and some awesome friends were in attendance. I got to see Nick Maxson and Jess and... Shout out Dave Linder. Brando was there, which was amazing to see him and reunite with him for the first time in six months. <clears throat> so we, uh, it's time. It's almost time. It's like f- fucking six twenty-five, and I go up to Dick and I'm like, "All right, Dick, we've got about five minutes before it's go-go time. Do you want to start the the thing right at six thirty, or should we give it a few extra minutes and let a few more people?" mosey on in just in case because you might have a couple people that are late you never know people are not perfect sometimes people are late to things I was fucking late to things on that day so it's not like I can be saying any kind of thing Dick's like let's push it we'll do 640 I was like okay so I'm appropriately letting the people know because I've got to kind of like be the ring leader of this operation I let Tyler know I let Miranda know I let Caroline, no, that's Miranda's uh, maid of honor. You know, I let the mom know, I let Dick's mom know, and and we're kind of chit-chatting. And then time, as soon as we said, like, let's do it at 640, every minute took 45 minutes, I fucking swear to you people. It was crazy. Like, it was like, whoosh. That was one second. Whoosh. Two seconds, you know. Whoosh. Three seconds. It it was fucking slow and tedious. So then finally, it's time. It's go time. And we do as we planned. You guys can watch this online, so it's only briefly going to be mentioned here. Walk up the aisle. We do the, the whole ceremony. Again, nerves were there. I'm definitely radiating and feeling everybody else's nerves. Had a kind of funny moment with... Uh, I always fuck up her name, but... Miranda's little daughter, who was the flower girl, had a little moment and cried and didn't want to walk down. And it was, it it happens. Kids are kids. And uh, it took, it made things kind of slow down a little bit, slow down a little bit. But we got right down to 
to business. And I got that thing over and done with in no time because I didn't want people to be feeling like they needed to dilly-dally. People want when they're at a wedding to celebrate. The wedding itself is more the formality of like, okay, they've done it, they've done it, it's been done. So when I was in that moment, like, and I, and I told Dick and Miranda this too, I'd spent the whole day just channeling nothing but love, like just soaking up all the positive love vibes. When I saw people, like when I saw Brandon, I immediately ran up to him, gave him a big hug. I was excited to see him. I definitely was just expressing my love towards Brando, expressing my love towards everyone. I was very joyous to stay because my friends were getting married, and it was a very, it was a very special moment for me. Definitely teared up a couple times. I flubbed up a couple times. That happens. The tear up and the flub up, not two and not one in the same. The flub up happened during when I was reading. I had a couple slip ups. One time I read a wrong, started reading a wrong paragraph, realized really quickly, and had to fix myself. Uh, and then uh, the teary thing was one of the dances, but it wasn't the father daughter dance because. I'm going to go on a soapbox here for a second, folks. That I loved her first fucking god-awful song that... I'm sorry, Miranda, if you're listening. But every single time I'm at a wedding, that's the dad-daughter dance song. And it's like... Does everybody not realize that is literally just an emotional vampire song to get you to be emotional? Like, don't you want to put on a song that's personal to those two people? Like, genuinely, deeply, in their fucking souls, personal, and have that be the moment? Like, isn't that what you want? I guess. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm uncertain. I really, I'm uncertain because I I didn't like it. It sucks because, like I said, it makes you feel like you need to tear up. I didn't tear up for that one because that one annoys me. Like I said, I'm sorry. But... There was one with Dick, and I think it was maybe his grandma. I mean, man, first of all, can I just say Rocket Man is a beautiful song. I love Elton John, okay? And that song is just fucking... It it has a special place for me because when Veronica first came into our lives um, and her and Sarah first started making music as Diamond and Fang before Walk Among Us was a thing... Uh, they did Rocket Man, and it was beautiful. Oh man, just piano and vocals, you know. And I got to hear that be created before anybody else on Earth. And it was, I mean, it was just to me, it was a very, very humbling and special moment. Is the way to say that. So. We're at the wedding. The ceremony happens. Everything goes off without a hitch. Send them down, and it's time to chill. There's a couple dances. We do the dances. We hang out. We eat. Uh, food is all right. I ain't mad at it. Uh, let's talk about catching up with Brandon and why it was nice. Why it has become a just a humongous young man who's not very old at all and he is very talkative and says all kinds of funny things that make you laugh consistently it's good to have someone like that in the room that can win the crowd over takes the pressure off you as a person 
So it was really nice to just catch up with Brando a little bit there. It was nice to talk to Tyler and hang out with him and Skylar. And, you know, the girls and I had a, fa- a fantastic time. Uh, after the thing, we, because we, I didn't get to see Nick Maxson at the wedding. I physically saw him, but I had too many little fires I was trying to put out and make sure everything was going smoothly. And he had to leave. He had other shit to go and do, which once I talked to him, which I'm getting to now when I met him up at North End Pub, uh, crazy. I mean, it was fucking crazy the amount of shit he did. He had like went to Frankfurt to get a tattoo with his buddy. They started their tattoos at the same time. His buddy's tattoo was taking too long. He's like, I got to get to this fucking wedding, bro. I'm going without you. Boom, takes off. Then I guess that he went to the wedding. And then after the wedding, he had to go back to Frankfurt, which Frankfurt to Rossville is probably like 30 minute drive. Pick his buddy up, then come back up north to Lafayette to do a Doom Room show at the North End Pub, which is where we met him. So we got to catch up, chatted for a few minutes, just said hey to him and Jess, because again, I didn't really get to see them. It was madness, right? Just M-A-D-ness, madness. So <clears throat> the the everything went so well, and it was a beautiful thing. Uh, to spend those moments with Dick and Miranda and it be really in the most front row seat of a wedding to kind of be leading the wedding. Uh, I will say I felt like I went a little fast uh, in speaking, and I could have went slower, but it just felt natural, and I knew they were nervous, and their energy was nerves, which was my nerves, (laughs) which made me go way faster. Which, even watching it back, I feel like I'm talking slow. But then I'm like, maybe I am really talking very fast, and I don't realize that I talk so damn fast. So what else have I done other than the wedding? Oh, shit, you know what I forgot to mention? Uh, On the way back from the wedding, the girls and I are driving home, and we are almost to, like, our neck of the woods, as we call it, typically. Like, Lowell's exit. And we're several exits away from that. We're by like Fair Oaks Farms. And I just so happen to pull my ways up. And it tells me to exit at Fair Oaks Farms immediately. So I'm just like, okay, I'm fucking doing this. And I exit, right? And we realize that traffic is gridlocked on 65. I mean, not slowing down and just crawling. I'm talking stopped. No movement. Zero movement. Okay, so we're like, what the fuck? So we exit off 65, we go across the bridge, we see this long line of red lights, just never ending. We go over the bridge, there's a detour, the road in front of us that we're supposed to be taking is fucking closed. So now I'm like, Waze doesn't tell me this is closed, I'm just going to have to guess. I'll turn right. So turn right, we're running parallel to 65. We go nine miles. All nine miles was stop traffic. Almost by the time we were getting ready to exit off and get back onto 65 past the jam, we looked to our right and we saw there must have been a terrible accident. Uh, We counted at least six cop cars. There were two full-size fire trucks, two ambulance, big, massive, like, construction spotlights that they had brought out and had on the fields and stuff. So this was probably, like, a deep embankment that someone, like, a, a heavy accident with several cars 
um, and and probably casualties. I don't know. I didn't. We didn't. We weren't close enough to know what exactly happened, but from a distance it looked bad. So hopefully, if anybody listening knows anything about that, anybody you may know who is affected won't be affected. Hopefully, everybody is okay. Hopefully, there were no fatalities. Those are all my hopes. What else have I been doing lately? Watching some movies, obviously. And one of the movies that I really wanted to see when it was in theaters, I didn't get a fucking chance, was Teen Titans Go! Teen Titans Go! Teen Titans Go! To the movies! You guys, let me tell you something. This movie was fucking fun. It was fun, funny, clever, kooky, weird, great plot, fun story, Beautiful intertwining of a lot of different things. Some Easter eggs to literally blow your fucking mind. Some callbacks and name drops from people you wouldn't expect to get name dropped or called out in a DC cartoon movie. Uh, per the Rotten Tomato Tomatoer, the Tomato Meter, it gets a 91% certified fresh. Teen Titans Go to the Movie was certified fresh. The audience gave it a 73% liking it with an average as a 3.7 out of 5 rating, which is pretty high. I really loved this movie. So uh, I'm not going to give full spoilers. I'm only going to kind of like say some things and not everything and give you partial things so it's not obvious all the things. Go First of all, let me just say, heavy spoilers for Teen Titans go to the movies. You should definitely, definitely, definitely get your hands on this movie if you're a comic book fan at all, if you like DC Comics at all. Even if you've never watched Teen Titans cartoon one time ever, it's enjoyable. It makes for great, entertaining, fun that the whole family can enjoy. Let's talk about the story a little bit. Spoilers happening right now. So essentially this movie is the Teen Titans are just doing their thing. And they fight this big like blow up monster. It's like a big air balloon type deal. And they defeat him soundly. And then they are... They end up talking to part of the Justice League. It's like uh, John Stewart's Green Lantern, Superman, and Wonder Woman. And they're going to Batman's movie premiere. So Robin goes with the Teen Titans. They sneak in, even though they aren't on the list. They sneak in and sit and watch the trailers. And Robin's like, oh, I'm definitely getting my own movie. And they never announce a Robin movie. But right when he thinks for sure there's no way in the world that they're like the trailer is teasing what the movie's about, that it could be anything other than Robin. He starts accepting, like, thank you, I'm so excited for my first movie, and everybody starts laughing at him. This director, Jade Wilson, essentially says, look, the only way I would ever make a movie about Robin would be if you were the last superhero alive. Like If there were no other superheroes and you were the only superhero, I would do a movie about you. But that's not going to happen. So Robin convinces Raven to conjure up some time bikes, which had a clever Back to the Future music reference in them, which I loved. And they go back in time to stop the origins of all of the superheroes, the DCU. Here's a funny thing, folks. Most of them are pretty average. Most of them would be kind of how you're probably expecting it to go. Batman's family's going down an alley. They stop him from going down the alley. Everything's sunshine and rainbows. It's great. 
you know, Superman's parents are going to shoot him off towards Earth. The Teen Titans maybe figure out how to stop Krypton from possibly blowing up, perhaps. Everything's groovy. But then you get to Aquaman, and they, um, they, they cut, or they, uh, they just throw a six-pack can uh, plastic holder into the ocean. And he gets caught up in it and just dies. Whoa. Fucking dark. Holy shit. <laughs> this movie was dark and hilarious. It also a peach, uh, It also featured a surprise appearance by Stan Lee. What? A Stan Lee cameo? Wrong movie, Stan. It was great, though, folks. It had so many different things. Uh, funny references across the board. Deadpool references. Deathstroke is featured in the film. They do a great job, like I said, they intertwine so many different characters across the board, doing a great job of telling a fun narrative that's both adult entertaining and kid enjoyable. I know Oliver really loved Teen Titans go to the movies, and he was laughing for the majority of the film. And, I mean, it even had some really good serious moments, too, and, you know, clever plot devices and twists and turns and things of that nature, so... I will say I give this out of, if we're doing it like foodie style, it's getting a 3.5 for me. It was solid. It was very solid. Uh, I don't know what would make it better. I just think that it's a kid's cartoon, so I can't be like, it's a fucking five-star movie. It's the greatest fucking shit you'll ever see. It's not. It's good, though. It is good. It is very solid. Let's talk about some more DC stuff that's going on. There's some controversies surrounding the Todd Phillips Joker movie, as extras have reportedly been locked in subway trains, resorting to pissing on the train tracks. According to, to TMZ, extras for the scenes that were uh, happening in the subway were locked in subway cars for three straight hours and denied bathroom breaks. The actors resorted to urinating through the small spaces between train cars and onto the train tracks in order to relieve themselves. The Screen Actors Guild, or SAG, received a complaint about the production failing to provide the required break after two hours of work. A representative has been sent to resolve the situation, and SAG plans to monitor the set fall and follow-up as needed. Man, that's crazy to... Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker has people literally pissing on the train. That's got to be such a fun smell to be smelling while you're at work. Just hot piss on the train tracks. That's the episode title. Hot piss on the train tracks. So anyways, I thought that was an interesting thing to note that uh, there's some more controversy when it comes to uh, the Joker. Because, you know, Joker is a crazy character. And when crazy shit goes down, it's just funny. Uh, because it's like, I guess it's not even funny though. The thing I would say more than funny is it's interesting, right? So, uh, I'm, I'm typing something folks real quick. I'm so sorry to do this, but I can't forget hot piss on the train tracks episode title. Okay, I had to send that to myself. Okay, so back to it. Ooh, you know what? While we're here in a little bit of a breather between scoops here, how about 
Thank you very much, Poor News, for this water break. Brought to you by Poor News every other Tuesday right here on the Journey into Comics Network with your host, Andrew Poor, doing a great job of navigating you through the crazy waters that is the modern Trump presidency. That's all I'm going to have to say about that, and I'll drink some water. wanted to make sure to make the bottle kind of loud that time so you guys didn't think I was fake drinking or something. Here's some crazy shit that's happened. There was a rumor that was started the other day, and the rumor turned into be reality, and the reality is DC has officially confirmed James Gunn will be writing Suicide Squad 2, meaning shit's about to get real. It's official that we have got a new member of the DC family. Acclaimed writer-director James Gunn has been attached to write Suicide Squad 2, said host Tiffany Smith. Gunn is poised to bring a completely fresh take to the franchise after the first film was written and directed by David Ayer. Now, filmmaker Gavin O'Connor had been tapped to direct Suicide Squad 2, but according to Variety's Justin Kroll, uh, pitched a similar script to the upcoming Birds of Prey movie. Uh, which got greenlit before Suicide Squad 2 could. So O'Connor stepped away to take on his next project, has been. He will presumably still work with Warner Brothers on the sequel to Ben Affleck's The Accountant if that gets off the ground. Uh, The word among Hollywood press is that while James has closed a deal to script Suicide Squad's sequel, talks to have him direct are ongoing for now. This non-sequel sequel will reportedly also star familiar characters like Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Killer Croc, Captain Boomerang, and the Joker. And there is no word whether recasting is needed for Gunn's take on the DCEU franchise, but that seems somewhat unlikely given that Will Smith recently suggested that he is still open to a Deadshot follow-up. If Gunn does in fact sign on to direct Suicide Squad 2, it'll show fans the director is moving on from his uh, exit from GOTG3, when he was fired after some controversial tweets from many years past were dug up by a radical a radical right-wing conspiracy theorist. Um, and we lost him from the Guardians of the Galaxy. For now, who knows what happens in the future. We'll see. So good luck to James Gunn, but it seems like James Gunn might have some Guardians love coming with him. Because Dave Bautista says after the, after the reports became official... Batista tweets, where do I sign up? James Gunn board Suicide Squad 2 to write and possibly direct at deadline. So Batista, what could Batista do? Uh, how about this? This was the one that AP said, and as soon as, as soon as poor boy said it, I was like, you're a genius. It's the smartest play ever. I don't think I actually said it to him, but I'm going to say it to him now. You're a genius. It's the smartest shit you've ever said. Because I think it would be amazing to have Dave Batista play Bane it would be he's the right size he's the right demeanor you can make him a little bit more serious you can give him the mask and make him creepy give him the venom make it a little bit over the top maybe make Bane the villain of Suicide Squad too you know what I'm saying like Bane is just running fucking rampant destroying all of fucking Gotham. So Amanda Waller's like need the Suicide Squad back and she assembles most of the team from the first movie but there's a couple new people joining up this time and one of them happens to also be the Reverse Flash. 
I don't know if that's true, but that would be interesting to have the reverse flash on there as well. It would also take away from it because he's extra powerful as opposed to some of those other characters like Deadshot and Harley Quinn. But, you know, who knows? I mean, anything's possible. Uh, good luck to James Gunn going to DC. I love that guy as a director and as a writer. I think he's brilliantly minded. It is a shame what happened to him with Disney, and maybe someday those wounds can be mended and maybe we'll get uh, a proper... Guardians of the Galaxy 3 finale with James Gunn at the helm. Um, but let's talk about some more Guardians of the Galaxy news involving the comics because, you know, right now they're in the process of picking who the new Guardians of the Galaxy will be. There are several candidates. They have all been featured on the new cover of Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm going to go ahead and read them to you now. We have Groot at the top. And then from left to right, we have Moon Dragon, Nova. Silver Surfer, Cosmic Ghost Rider, Adam Warlock, Beta Ray Bill, Dark Hawk, Philavel, Guardian, and Star Lord. However, as the cover notes, there are only six of those characters that will end up on the team long term, and only one that we know for certain is going to be Ghost Rider. So, Cosmic Ghost Rider is definitely a member of the Guardians. Uh, I would probably say. It could be maybe Silver Surfer as well because they have some history together, but we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to what the new Guardians of the team, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy team, might become. Uh, we're just gonna have to see what Marvel ends up doing with it. Uh, more Marvel news here now. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but bum, bum, Iron Fist three. Season 3 was canceled, or Iron Fist was canceled from Netflix with no Season 3 coming, is really what I wanted to say. Mar uh, here's the official, uh, official joint statement between Disney and Netflix. Marvel's Iron Fist will not return for a third season on Netflix. Everyone at Marvel Television Netflix is proud of the series and grateful for all the hard work from our incredible cast, crew, and showrunners. We're thankful to the fans who have watched these two seasons and for the partnership we've shared on this series. While the series on Netflix has ended, the immortal Iron Fist will live on. This comes just one week ahead of the premiere of Daredevil Season 3, which is about to drop next week. Um, and it also means that um, maybe Finn Jones won't be continuing on in this capacity, but who knows, because the Defenders are still a thing. Speaking to our friends at Netflix, Jeff Loeb says... Unlike the movie studio, we can announce a Captain Marvel movie will be out in 2019. The television studio will always be holding to our network. So if our networks want another season of Iron Fist, we're ready to go. We're just waiting for the answer. The show's been out a week. As of right now, it doesn't seem like that's possible. However, there is the new uh, Disney streaming service that might be out by 2019. So it is possible Iron Fist could make the jump there, make it worth. While there are some fans that are outraged because season two ended on such a crazy cliffhanger. If you're watching, you know what that means. I'm not watching, so I don't know what that means. Let's talk about some more shit that's popping off. How about this, folks? This is pretty exciting. It seems that Benedict Wong has unintentionally tipped the hat teasing that Doctor Strange 2 will begin filming at the end of the year. Uh, the actor was speaking at a fan expo in Denver, or in Vancouver, sorry, not in Denver, in Vancouver when he dropped the bombshell. He said, 
let's see, where where's the actual quote of him saying it? Is it here? Uh, so Benedict Wong was coy about his fate after Infinity War, but he said he did film stuff for the sequel, and he hopes to start filming Doctor Strange 2 by the end of this year. So there is the the official official. Now, that's exciting because I love Doctor Strange. He had a great first outing in that first movie. Benedict Cumberbatch is phenomenal as Doctor Strange. He did a great job in Infinity War. He did a great job in Thor Ragnarok. He did an amazing job, obviously, in Doctor Strange the movie. Uh, I am very optimistic about what they're going to bring to the Doctor Strange story because everything they do with the character, I'm just like, yes, I love it. That's awesome. I'm into it. Let's go. What do you have for me next? I hope it's great. Or pancakes. Or I hope it's great and pancakes also, too, also as well. Anyways, folks, we've got some more Marvel news just rolling on the train here today. Getting some comic book shit out the way to you folks. There's a new Spider-Man suit, and we've actually been seeing... Listen, here's the deal. I've been covering this Far From Home stuff for a while. We've seen people like Maria Hill and Nick Fury on set. We've seen the stealth suit that we've talked about. We've got the first look of Mysterio. Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio, and it looks amazing and super close to the comics. You know, and how they look... And lots of possibilities and exciting stuff that, you know, is to come from Far From Home. Uh, the stealth suit was pretty cool. Like I said, it makes sense. They're going to be in London and traveling all over. If Spider-Man is showing up every place that this one particular school of children is going, those school of children are going to process of elimination, figure out who Spider-Man is. It's not that hard to do. So the stealth suit makes sense, so it's only like, is that Spider-Man? Maybe Is there another Spider-Man? Is there a French Spider-Man, you know? Is there a European Spider-Man? You know, whatever. So there's another new suit, though. And if it's the, like, the rest of the movie official suit, Nate is fucking hyped. Let me just tell you guys, I'm just going to kind of uh, give you guys the rundown here of the pictures. So the suit is red and all black, or what looks to be black, maybe very deep navy, possibly, right? Um, it's got kind of like a fingerless gloves look for Spider-Man, even though he has the gloves still, just like the fingertips are red and his thumb is red. Uh, around the spider emblem is a very faint white low, like um, shadow or glow effect to kind of make it pop a little bit more on his chest. The spider on his back is all or all white and against the black it looks really great. This, you know, the eyes on the suit look like they're going to probably operate the same as the other eyes did on the other suits. Man, I am jazzed for Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, can we get this movie already, please? And if we cannot, why? You know what I'm saying? Because I want all of the Spider-Man all the time. I mean, they're just doing such a great job. Uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited for what they, they're going to bring. Can I also say, 
At some point, I'm going to check out Venom, folks. I haven't done it yet. There's a couple other things I need to watch. Titans is one of those things. So I'm going to be watching Titans and reviewing that next week. I have to watch all of the Arrowverse stuff and try to get some reviews out for you guys on those as well. Ugh. A new episode of Flash. Two new episodes of Flash by the time I record again. Two new episodes of Supergirl. Two new episodes of Arrow. Two new episodes of Legends of Tomorrow. Two new episodes of Black Lightning, but I have a whole season of Black Lightning to catch up on before I can even start the second season of Black Lightning and Titans. I really want to watch Titans. That's going to be kind of my like main focus is to get Titan watched so I can tell you guys about it because I'm really curious what they're going to be doing over there on the DC streaming app and how that's going to actually come off. And I hope I hope it looks awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the what this all well you know what's to come. To get back to it, though, uh, so some fans believe and have created some conjecture that because the numbers 11 and 8 are on a license plate as Nick Fury is turning to Ash, that the Avengers 4 trailer will be dropping November 8th. Now, Kevin Feige did say that not long after we got the Captain Marvel trailer, we would be seeing some stuff from Avengers uh Four, I guess, or Avengers Eternity War, or whatever they're going to call it, Xfinity War, Infinity Score, you know, I don't, whatever, outlandishly bored, I, I'm not, I don't know what they're going to call it, guys, I'm not sure, I'm looking forward to finding out, and I cannot wait to see some footage, uh, now, I want to say also that the Avengers movie could also possibly tease that the Avengers will have to face something far greater than Thanos in, in Avengers 4. A description on uncovered Avengers 4 merchandise that leaked Thursday teased the emergence of a threat even greater than Thanos. On the package for the toy between Thor and Rocket Raccoon, it says, The Asgardian Thor wields the mighty Stormbreaker in his battle against new foes. Rocket teams up with a new crew to guard the galaxy from an even greater threat. Scroll! Oh, shit. Did I sneeze? Uh, excited. I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm excited. I'm excited for Avengers. Bring it on. Bring on more Marvel for me. And also, here's an interesting thing. We got Dark Phoenix coming out next June. Sophie Turner, star of Dark Phoenix, Unsure about will if if she'll be joining the uh, the cinematic universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, Disney's purchase of 20th Century Fox and other assets is set to be complete by early 2019, likely before the release of the next X Men movie, Dark Phoenix. The mutants will be folded into the Marvel Cinematic Universe shortly after, though there's still no indication if they will reboot the franchise or figure out a way to keep some of the current cast members involved. Uh, actress Sophie Turner isn't sure she'd want to join the MCU. She says, I don't know. I feel the complexity of the X-Men being shunned by society and segregated is not something that happens in the Avengers universe. Of course, I want to see them cross over, but I don't think the themes through X-Men will collaborate well with the Avengers. It'll be very different. If they do it, I'd love to see how it turns out. Hmm. And... Sophie Turner goes on to also talk about um, the responsibility of tackling something as big as Dark Phoenix, saying, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. I knew Simon was taking me out to lunch, and he sits me down and tells me it's Dark Phoenix, and I'm like, fuck. 
I know it's one of the most loved stories of the X-Men universe, and for Simon to trust me enough with this responsibility is a big honor. And I want to do the fans of the original story justice, and of course there's a lot of pressure, especially having been done before. Simon would tell you that it was a B-plot of the movie and that he felt it had to be the main plot of the movie. Sophie Turner finally ended in saying, you just have to think about mental illness, uh, talking about playing Jean Grey, being possessed by the Phoenix, uh, that you're trying to hide something that is trying to punch its way out. It's going to show itself, and a lot of people can relate to that. And when she lets go with what we call Dark Phoenix, it's a release for her. She finally stops and lets go, and it's euphoric, and she becomes what this cosmic force wants her to be. Ho, 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 yeah. Stoked. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen says it's only going to get worse in Avengers 4. Uh-oh. I don't want to read that one. She literally just said it's only going to get worse. I found out from the Russo's exactly what was going to happen, and it wasn't until we shot it on that day that we learned the, what the ending was. They took us into a van, all of us. We were in a van with air conditioning because it was very hot, and they told us how the movie was going to end, and no one knew. They were like, now we're shooting it and go. Now, how are we supposed to interpret that? Oh, she was talking about that being the Infinity War thing. And then she said, it's only going to get worse from that. Oh, shit. Okay. Sorry, folks. Got a little twisted there. That's an article I didn't plan on reading. So when I just saw the headline, I, I jumped to it. Uh, I don't know. Let's move on to some Star Wars news before we get out of here for this day, this glorious 213th episode of Journey to Comics. Episode 9 details have been kept to a minimum from Lucasfilms. However, recent reports about potential filming locations could confirm a return to locations that debuted in the original film. According to Star Wars News Net, the final chapter in the, Star in the Skywalker saga will be filming in Ireland, Italy, and California. Shooting in Ireland likely hints at an appearance from Atch 2, while Star Wars The Phantom Men is shot in Italy as a stand-in for Naboo. Multiple sequences in the original tr trilogy were filmed in California, ranging from the Death Star standing in for Tatooine and the Redwoods of oh the and ranging from Death Valley standing in for Tatooine and the Redwoods of Northern California, conveying the forest moon of Endor. While filming at these locations doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to happen, it is possible. What do I think about that? I think it'd be awesome if we had scenes in any of those places. Obviously, Atch 2, probably going to be a flashback sequence, maybe. Uh, if we were to go to Naboo, that would be crazy. Uh, it would be unexpected. It would definitely be unexpected. And then if tattooing, I mean, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And Endor, though, that's the one that kind of shocked me. Like, if we got to go back to the forest moon of Endor, that would be crazy. I'm not sure what the purpose it would serve, but I want them. I'm just excited for Star Wars. We're, you know, uh, vastly closing in on a year away now. We're only like a year and two months away from new Star Wars. I'm so excited. And I'm even more excited because there's more Star Wars news as John Favreau teases The Mandalorian, which I haven't even talked about yet. They officially showed a teaser picture for The Mandalorian, which was uh, awesome garb and and you know that they're going to be doing this story that's set uh after uh episode six and before seven i do believe 
So John Favreau posted two pictures on his Instagram, one of which is an ambiguous piece of technology that is taken from a scene in Cloud City in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and that looks like the container is actually a computer memory core containing important rebel information. Uh, and then another thing that was awesome, and this one was the one that got me really hyped when I saw it. I was like, oh man, they made the gun. They made Boba Fett's, they made the Mandalorian Boba Fett gun, like the gun from the holiday special. Oh, so the Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. That's the official synopsis. It's currently filming and will debut sometime next year on Disney's new streaming platform. And I am fucking jacked! I am so excited, folks. I'm excited, but I think that's going to do it this week for episode of Journey into Comics. You know, before we get out of here, I always want to do this. See if there was any late-breaking crazy news. Uh, anything good while we were recording our episode of Journey to Comics? Does not look like it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't look like they had anything else crazy. Nothing else crazy happened, folks, while we were doing the podcast. So I don't got anything else to talk about today, guys. So anyways, that's going to do it for this episode of Journey into Comics. You guys can check us out at journeyintocomics.com. Or you can get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or Spotify. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. There you can find all the different shows on our network, getting them on one feed, and getting an episode every day of the week, Monday through Sunday and back again. You guys can also go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash Journey Into Comics. There you can give us $1 and get early access and exclusive content both, meaning that your early access is as soon as this episode is done being recorded. It's going to be edited and immediately put up on the Patreon and will be released sometime later the next day, most likely. Exclusive content is if we do anything special to Patreon, you guys get it only. Not coming on the main feed, not going anywhere else. You can only get it at Patreon. And sometimes we do interesting stuff. So keep your eyes peeled for that, folks. Thank you guys so much for checking out this amazingly fun episode of Journey Into Comics. This is Journey Into Comics 213, Hot Piss on the Train Tracks. I have been your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, thanks to everybody who's helped Journey Into Comics Network go one year of podcast every single day of the week. As always, do me a favor, pop your caps back, and prepare to fill your brains with shit. Later, guys.